We, we trusted him, loved him. We were all his brothers, but he drew his blade against us. Did you not consider the cost? They'd be alive. Your mother, your siblings. He may as well have killed them himself. Pactyas, circa 422 BC. Hello, I'm Andrew, and I want to welcome you to Visions of the Past, a podcast all about the lore of Assassin's Creed. This is episode 101, and today we're taking a topic that was suggested by Sabishi River on Instagram, and that is to talk about Artabanus of Persia. Right now, you might be running through your memories trying to think if you know who this character is. Well, let me put you to rest. Artabanus is most well known for his assassination of Xerxes I, being the first known user of the Hidden Blade, and subsequently taking the name of Darius. Before we get into the known history of the character within Assassin's Creed, I would be remiss not to mention that he is actually based on a historic person. Darius is based on the man by the name of Artabanus, who was a politician during the Achaemenid dynasty of Persia supposedly serving as regent of Persia for a few months in either 465 or 464 BC. There are also reports of him serving as Xerxes I's chief official, but serving either as his head bodyguard or his vizier. According to Aristotle, he was responsible for the death of Xerxes' oldest son and crown prince, another man by the name of Darius. After this, he was afraid of vengeance from Xerxes, so he decided to just assassinate him instead. Justinius reports that Artabanus had personal ambitions for the throne, and that's why he secretly murdered Xerxes. Then he accused Darius of the murder, which resulted in Darius's execution. It's not just this order of events that's debated. There are some accounts that say the death of Xerxes and Darius were for him to have the throne himself. But there are others who considered him to have named Artaxerxes I as king, so he could act as regent, being the power behind the throne instead. This thought didn't last long, though, as it is said that Artaxerxes killed Artabanus with his own sword a few months after he came to the throne. Within the series, we only have a handful of places where Darius is even mentioned, let alone featured. The biggest place where he is seen is within the Legacy of the First Blade DLC of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where he is voiced by Michael Benier. He also appears in the mobile game Assassin's Creed Rebellion, and is alluded to or mentioned in Assassin's Creed II, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Origins, and the board game, Assassin's Creed, Brotherhood of Venice. Darius's early life is largely unknown, but what is known is that he was present at the Battle of Thermopylae, where he saw King Leonidas of Sparta wield his spear to its fullest potential as a piece of Eden. We know at one point he was in a relationship that resulted in at least two children, Natakis and Nima. The event that Darius is famous for didn't even really begin with him. The assassination really started when the Achaemenid Empire was supported by the Order of Ancients. Under the support of the Order, Xerxes and his father Darius expanded the empire, and under that expansion, 
imposed tyranny over their people. The empire was opposed by a small group of people, Darius, then known as Artabanus, Amorgus, and Pactus. On August 4th, 465 BC, the king of kings, Xerxes I, was in the middle of a convoy that was attacked by Amorgus and Pactus as a distraction. This distraction allowed for Artabanus, who was then posing as a guard in the convoy, to sneak up behind Xerxes and use what would become known as the Hidden Blade and assassinate him. The assassination of Xerxes I led to the ascension of his son, Artaxerxes I, to the throne of the Achaemenid Empire. Darius, though, was worried that Artaxerxes was going to become a puppet of the Order of the Ancients, like his father and grandfather were. Because of this worry, he decided the best course of action was to also assassinate Artaxerxes. Amorgus, though, disagreed with the choice, leading him to join the Order of the Ancients to try to stop the assassination, and on the day that Darius decided to commit the assassination, Amorgus was there to stop him. The confrontation that ensued not only led to the end of their friendship, but Amorgus grabbed Darius's hidden blade by the blade in order to stop Darius from killing him, causing a deep scar along the palm of his hand. This is the moment that Darius's life changed. Amorgus called for the guards, causing Darius to be branded a traitor, creating the need for him to change his name from Artabanus to Darius and to flee Persia with his family. That wasn't the end of the name of Darius in Persia, though, as the Order of Ancients eventually did decide that Artaxerxes did need to die and use Darius's reputation and fugitive status within their assassination attempt. They had an assassin dress up as Darius and poison Artaxerxes. While the assassin failed to take Artaxerxes' life, it did take his eyesight, and eventually Artaxerxes spread the tale of his death by Darius so that he could escape Persia. Unfortunately for Darius, though, the Order of Ancients followed him from Persia. During the escape, both Nima and her mother, along with an untold number of siblings, lost their lives, but eventually Darius and Natakis made it to Greece. They ended up settling within a tomb in Macedonia, and for a time, they were able to remain off the Order's radar. That only lasted for so long, though, because right around 429 BC, the Order attacked the village of Potidia in order to draw out the tainted one Cassandra, in order to eliminate her. Nantakis ended up aiding Cassandra in saving the village, but it was Darius who ended up killing the Order's elite before fighting Cassandra in the tomb him and Nantakis had called home. The fight, though, was interrupted by Nantakis, who introduced them to each other and noted to his father that she was the one that the Order was looking for. After Cassandra killed the members of the Order that were hunting them in Macedonia, Darius came face to face with Pactus. After being assassinated, Pactus revealed the shared history between himself and Darius to Cassandra and Natakis. But after his death, Darius did give him a proper burial. Knowing that their location was compromised and that Amorgus would never stop hunting them, Darius and Natakis moved to Achaia with the intention to travel further east using a ship from the port of Patrai. Wasn't long after they arrived, though, that a Persian naval fleet began to blockade the city, 
causing the two to put their plans to leave on hold. Worried that the Order of the Ancients might be responsible, Darius sent Cassandra a letter asking her to help them out. When Cassandra arrived, sometime around 422 BC, Natakis had gone into hiding after helping some refugees at the Techios of Heracles and helped Darius find him. After the three reunited, Natakis convinced Darius to help the refugees because the issues that they were seeing were coming from the ships that happened to be led by the Tempest, a member of the Order of the Ancients. The group did eventually bring the blockade to an end by killing the Tempest, whose true name was Philia, and also happened to be a tainted one, a human with a high amount of Isu DNA, like Cassandra was, and Phila was the daughter of one of the refugees from the Techios of Heracles. During this time, Natakis also fell in love with Cassandra, one of the factors that led Darius to decide to no longer run from the Order of the Ancients, and to settle down at the Ionian Watch, near the village of Dime. Sometime between 428 and 424 BC, Cassandra gave birth to a boy by the name of Elipidos, making Darius a grandfather. In 422 BC, Darius and his family was once again being hunted by the Order of Ancients, but this time they were being hunted directly by the leaders of the Persian Order. After enjoying a campfire on the beach, Darius and Cassandra returned to Dime to find it ablaze. When they arrived at the town itself, they were greeted by Amorgus, who told the pair that he needed Cassandra's bloodline. A battle shortly ensued and lasted until Darius and Cassandra reached their home, where Darius told Cassandra to keep Natakis and Elipidos safe while he held off the Persian soldiers. Refusing to leave Darius to die, Cassandra saw to Natakis and Elipidos' safety at the beach and returned to help Darius. Before she could get to him, though, Darius was knocked out, and she proceeded to kill his attackers. After Darius came to, he went with Cassandra to the beach to find Natakis and Elipidos. The two found Natakis dead, and Elipidos gone. Shaken with grief, the pair turned their home into a memorial for Natakis, and Darius left with the intention of hunting Amorgus, in hopes to find Elipidos, and to extract his revenge, but gave Cassandra no clue where he was heading. Eventually, Darius was found by Cassandra in, in Ipea, and after a brief confrontation between the two, they came up with a plan to weaken the Order of Ancients in Messina. After going through with their plan, the two launched an attack on the Andenia mine, and eventually confronted Amorgus at the Temple of Zeus above the mine. The confrontation ended up with Darius pushing Amorgus off the cliff, but before he succumbed to his wounds, Morgus told Darius where Elipidos was, and even reconciled with Darius, though he did also admit the Order would always be hunting him. Darius and Cassandra traveled to the island south of Messenia, where they were greeted by a young man with Elipidos. The man introduced himself as Darius, the son of the Persian king Artaxerxes, and after a conversation between the two Dariuses, Elipidos' grandfather told the son of Artaxerxes, to keep Persia safe, as that was his father's legacy. Knowing that the Order would always hunt Cassandra because of her status as a tainted one, she decided to have Darius take Elipidos away from Greece to keep him safe. Darius ended up taking Elipidos to Egypt and trained him in his ways, as well as raising him. 
Darius ended up leaving a lasting legacy. Not only was his teachings passed from generation to generation, from Olybidos all the way to Aya of Alexandria, and beyond, but the hidden blade that he used in the assassination of King Xerxes was also passed down through the generations, eventually making it into the hands of Bayek of Siwa, who used it during his quest to remove the Order of the Ancients from Egypt in 48 BC, and along with Aya, built a group called the Hidden Ones with the Hidden Blade as its signature weapon. By the 14th century, the assassination of King Xerxes became the stuff of legends. The founder of House Auditory, Domenico, installed a statue of Darius along with the seal that was needed to open the gates to the armor of Altair ibn La'ahad. But that seal was hidden within a shrine within the catacombs of the Santa Maria Novella in Florence, Italy. Looking at Darius as a character, there isn't a whole lot to actually look at compared to some of the other characters in the series, based on his appearance in the one DLC. But when you look at the legend of Darius, that is something that permeates throughout the lore. But there is something that has bothered me since the soft reboot of the series canon within Assassin's Creed Origins. Assassin's Creed 2 establishes Darius as an assassin, who was the first person to use the Hidden Blade. But when Assassin's Creed Origins came by, it was said that he wasn't even an assassin, as the group had yet to exist within the series canon. Odyssey doubled down on that by saying that he was the leader of a group that was dedicated to stopping Xerxes' tyranny. There was also changes on how the Hidden Blade was supposed to be worn. On his statue, the Hidden Blade was on the underside of Darius' arm, while Odyssey showed him wearing it on the outside. When Aya gave the blade to Bayek, she even put it on him incorrectly, leading to the loss of Bayek's ring finger during the first time he used the blade. I know there are ways within the lore that these things can be explained. When Bayek was given the blade, it's almost 350 years old, so the knowledge on how to wear it could have been lost, especially if it was Cleopatra who had the blade and not Darius's descendant Aya. And I won't even get into the idea that the only parts of the blade that would have likely survived that long would have been the metal blade and possibly the mechanism to extend it. I've also seen some people within the Assassin's Creed community state that the Assassins probably saw Darius and the others who were honored within the sanctuary as Assassins because without them and what they stood for, the Assassins probably never would have existed or the Italian Assassins during the Renaissance might have thought the Order of Assassins was much older than their public historical foundations. These are the things that have been bothering me about the series overall since the release of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, though. I know it's not the fault of the character of Darius himself, but it's just been eating away at me. But what are your thoughts on Darius and his legacy? Let me know over on Twitter at visions underscore AC. Thank you for joining me today, and be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. And before we head out, I want to let you guys know that today I started a new 9 to 5 job. And and while I have a couple of podcasts queued up, I think I'll be taking a break to acclimate into this new role that I have. And in a few weeks, we'll also be seeing the big push for the two-year celebration D&D game, and I hope that you all enjoy that as much as we all enjoyed recording it. 
And if you love stories about Assassin's Creed lore, please tell your friends and follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Do you want to support this podcast and help provide for new episodes? Visit my link tree at linktr.ee forward slash visions of the past for links to my Twitter, TikTok, and other social channels, and for information on how you can support this podcast. Until next time, my assassin friends, make sure to follow the creed. And to those Templars listening, may the Father of Understanding guide you.